Hey there, and welcome to the fifth episode of Lights, Cameras, Teach. I believe that just like an action-packed movie, a successful classroom needs a good director. Each episode of this podcast will share ideas about why I think it's essential to keep kids engaged in active learning and how to make the classroom a place where kids want to be. So far, I've talked about my first teaching non-negotiable active learning. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my second non-negotiable, making memories and building bonds. I think that teachers must take the time to get to know their students outside of the content we teach. Not only will this help build relationships, but without a doubt, it allows students to grow academically. I've been asked time and time again about how I get kids who were once struggling either academically or behaviorally in previous grades to excel in my class. While there's no one answer, I really believe that the main ingredient is the strong bonds that I try to build with my class. I believe that the majority of my students enjoy being in my class. And when students like school, they begin to trust and respect you. That's the hard part. After you've earned their trust and respect, the rest is easy. Spoiler alert, kids are perceptive. While at the moment they may enjoy a teacher who shows movies and gives extra recess or allows them to have free time, but there's no relationship building happening in those activities. 20 years later, no one is going to look back and say the teacher who sat at their desk and showed a movie or allowed them to have recess all day made a difference in their lives. Kids are going to recall the teacher who made a difference, the one who pushed them outside of their comfort zone, the one who took the time to make memories with them and build those bonds. When I taught in New York, once the spring weather arrived, I would take my class outside and play kickball games with them. Students knew that to earn that extra 15 or 20 minutes, they would have to work twice as hard. Kids loved that I played with them. We all were vested in a common goal of having fun. Yes, it's okay to have fun with your students, but I do believe there's a fine line between having fun and too much fun. A few years ago, I had a student tell me that I know the exact combination of making school fun, being strict, and teaching kids everything they need to know. I laughed and I asked her to explain. She told me that she once had a teacher who just wanted to joke all day long and have fun. And while the student admitted that school was fun, she said she never learned anything. And then she continued to tell me that she's had teachers who only wanted to teach all day and never have any fun, which made school boring. So how do I walk that fine line? I think it all goes back to the time that I take to build those bonds with the students. Students know that I am, number one, their teacher, a figure of authority, but they also know that I care about them and I consider them my friend. In the 17 years that I've been in the classroom, I've never had to yell at a student. All I need to do is put a slight change in the tone of my voice or simply raise an eyebrow. And I'll admit, I'm tough on my students, but I understand I can only be tough with them if we have that mutual level of trust and respect. They are aware of the high standards that I hold them to and that I don't accept any excuses. 
I spend a lot of time teaching them to be proactive and how to self-advocate for themselves. They know that I'm there to help them and I'll do whatever it takes to get them to where they need to go. As tough as I am, I'm also fair. I believe that there's never a one-size-fits-all in any realm of education. Lots of what I do to build bonds with my students is rather simple. For example, I stand outside my classroom door every single morning and greet my students with a verbal good morning and a high five or a fist bump. I also eat lunch with my students about two or three times a week. It's a great way to see them in a social setting and to keep up with what interests them. Sometimes I just sit back and observe the different social groups that form during lunch. It could be pretty fascinating and telling to watch kids in their natural habitats. Another thing I think my students appreciate about me is that I give them honest feedback. I've visited classrooms after a student has given a presentation or shares a project, and all the teacher does is give student positive feedback and tell the student how wonderful he or she was. While we all like compliments, it's essential as teachers for us not to only give those positive comments, but we must give a balance of compliments and constructive feedback to our students. Overly praising students may be one of my biggest pet peeves and what I consider to be a poor management practice. Kids not only need to get constructive feedback, they deserve it. No matter what journey they take when they leave your classroom, communication skills is going to be essential to their success. I am a firm believer that being honest with students helps build that trust and respect. The school that I work at has put a lot of time and intentional practice into teaching kids about constructive feedback. In just over a year, we have seen such growth in our kids' presentation skills and overall confidence. Kindergarteners greet visitors to their classrooms without needing to be prompted. Our older students become campus ambassadors, a title that comes with an array of responsibilities, including making announcements at all school assemblies, speaking over our loudspeaker, giving campus tours, and acting as campus-wide greeters. It is truly impressive to see them in action. My students also know that I love my job. I tell them all about when I was their age, all I wanted to do was become a teacher. I joke with them that I've been in fifth grade for 17 years and maybe one day I'll make it to sixth. They know that it's because of them that I have the best job in the world. America needs a better system to get and keep great teachers in the classrooms and to get the bad ones out. Over the years, I have found that as a teacher, I could do so much more with my kids when they trust me. One of the things that I've always kept sacred are my morning meetings. Morning meetings aren't just for primary students. Some of the best morning meetings that I've seen have taken place in middle and high school classrooms. While the format of my morning meeting has changed, the concept has stayed the same. It's a sacred time each day to be together as a classroom community. Each one of my students has a morning journal. Every morning when students come to class, the first thing they do is take out that journal and answer two questions on the board. The first question is always the same. It's how are you feeling today and why? 
The second question varies from a would you rather eat pizza for a year or live without electricity for a month? If you had $1,000 to give away right now, who would you give it to and why? After about 10 minutes, students at random share their journals with the class. During our morning meeting, I also read to my class every single day. On average, we read one full picture book a day. Check out my book list on my website to see some of my favorite read-alouds. Year after year, without a doubt, students will always come back and tell me how much they loved and missed that part of the day. If there is one thing that I could get every single teacher in the world to do every single day, it would be to read aloud to their class for pleasure. The amount of research that backs up the importance of reading aloud to children is hard to argue with. Now, I must stress, I do not mean that teachers should replace their intentional skill-based reading instruction to students sitting at their desks listening to the teacher read away. I cringe when I enter a classroom and see 25 students sitting at their desks pretending to follow along with the teacher as he or she reads what he or she thinks is the best book in the entire world. Reading to kids for pleasure is magical. My friend Courtney Henshaw's blog is a great resource to find books to read to your class. Most recently, I've turned my morning meetings into what I call the morning co-host show. Each day, I pick a different student to be my co-host and help run our morning meeting. The co-host gets to practice their presentation and soft skills in front of the class. As in the first 10 minutes of Live with Kelly and Ryan, we begin talking about what we did after school and the previous night. I may talk about where I dined for dinner, and my students may share about what sports practice or dance lesson they went to. We also share our responses to that question of the day. The co-host will then choose students at random to share their journal responses. When seven or eight students have shared, the co-host and I will usually play some type of game or do a class giveaway. The game may be a round of Name That Tune, A Minute to Win It Game, or something that you would see on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon or The Ellen DeGeneres Show. Kids love being the co-host. It's probably my favorite 12 minutes of the entire school day. We've gotten so good at them that I honestly think we could sell tickets and have a live audience. See my Instagram page for photos and video clips of our morning show in action. Here are some reflection questions for you. Number one, how do you form bonds with your students? Number two, how would your own students describe you? Too fun, too strict, or just right? Question three, how do you keep a balance between praise and giving constructive, honest feedback to your students. Question four, do you read to your class for pleasure? If not, is there a way to fit it into your daily routine? And question five, do you have any classroom rituals or routines that help build community and culture? I am super excited to be hosting two of my former students today, Kevin and James, which ironically is my first name and my middle name, um, are on today's episode. They were both in my fourth and fifth grade class back in 2007, 2008, and the 2008-2009 school year, which was only my fourth and fifth year of teaching. 
I had Kevin's brother Danny the year before I had Kevin, and a few years after having James, I had his younger brother Christian in my fifth grade class. Before we start the interview, I thought it would be neat just to look at what was happening in the world in 2007. So in 2007, the very first iPhone came out. Facebook was only three years old. Twitter had just been released. There was no Instagram in the world. The Oscars' best picture that year was The Departed. The Grammys' new uh, best artist of the year was Carrie Underwood. And my favorite TV show, The Office, was in its third season. Both Kevin and James are now in their senior years of college, and I am so excited to have them on this episode and talk about what they remember about being in fourth and fifth grade. So welcome to Lights, Cameras, Teach. I'm assuming uh, the two of you are still on winter break from school. Yes, uh, I have two more weeks still have to go back. Very nice. Um, so you were both in my fourth and fifth grade class. So my first question for you is, what do you remember about being in fourth or fifth grade? Um, I would say the number one thing I remember from being in your class in fourth and fifth grade, uh, I guess would be the fun classroom environment. Um, from like the fish tanks to the newts that you would have, obviously raising the chickens, right? Even ant farm. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I forgot about the ant farm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we had one of those in fifth grade, but we definitely did in fourth. Um, Me. But yeah, having fun stuff around the room, and then I guess also like the different lessons that we would do every day. I actually looked forward to going to school when I woke up, which is not something I can say for other years. <laughs> but I would say that's definitely something I took away from fourth and fifth grade. Remember most about it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much the, the same way. Just obviously as a kid, it's kind of like, you know, you wake up and, you know, some kids dread going to school, but I was always excited. Um, and obviously the chickens was such a big part uh, too in that. And um, for me, because I got to, to bring them home and uh, actually raise them after the classroom, which I don't know how I convinced my mom to do that. But <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just, just being excited to, to go to school and uh yeah that's that's uh that was the best part neat um so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves um what you've been doing since fifth grade ended in about 2009 ish yeah so after obviously elementary school i went on to the high school um and in high school i played lacrosse i was actually on the same team team as james throughout pretty much every year mm-hmm. um also played a little bit of football uh, but after high school, you know, I went on to Oneonta my freshman year. I played lacrosse there. It was, a, it was a good year, but I realized I wanted to transfer over to Binghamton. So that's where I am right now. And I'm studying financial economics there. I'm a senior right now, so I have just a couple months till I graduate, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Went. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to moving on to the next big chapter of my life. Don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing when I graduate. But obviously, I'm exploring all options. I'm thinking about something in finance or sales. I'm still not sure, but I'm figuring that one out. I'm excited to see what comes. Nice, James. So, yeah, uh, like Kevin said, throughout high school, uh, we played lacrosse together. Uh, I also played golf and track. Uh, and then I graduated class of 2016. Uh, went to Western Connecticut State University uh, in Danbury, Connecticut, which is where I am now. And I'm still playing lacrosse, and I'm majoring in meteorology. Uh, 
ever since I was younger, I always uh, loved the weather. My, my dad was really into it. So I decided to major in it and uh, it was a great decision. Um, I gr uh, graduate in a couple months in May and I'm not exactly sure which route I want to go. Uh, I'm taking some broadcasting classes. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to go that route or uh, another route where I could forecast for the national weather service or something like that. So I have a, a few months to kind of figure that out and I hope to start applying places. Uh, I want to say by February or March. Nice. Nice. So I have a couple of memories of the both of you. Um, so uh, what I said in my introduction that I had Kevin's brother, Danny, the year before I had Kevin. And the summer mm -hmm. before I had Kevin, um, I would tutor his sister. <laughs> and I, I would go to Kevin's house. And I remember, I don't know if this happened on multiple occasions, but I do remember one occasion. It was probably <laughs> the first time that I went to Kevin's house. And Kevin would hide under a table and would not come out. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Uh, Classic Kevin. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you were scared of, but you... I, don't, you I was were... very... Uh, <laughs> I remember it, I was, it was too late. I was in the living room, and I wanted to try to get up into my room. Because <laughs> I didn't know you at that time. I don't think we've ever really spoken. So you came in, and I was stuck in the living room. I decided to hide under the table. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun time. And then, uh, James, you and your family, yeah. we've actually gone on vacation before. You came yes, we have. to California out here. Um, we hiked mm -hmm. up to the Hollywood sign. I remember before I lived here, I think after we went on that hike, we went to Mel's Drive-In Diner, where I yep. think we got sick off of eating too much ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I and remember then, that, that trip was awesome. You brought us all over LA. Best right. tour guy. And then um, when I moved here, your family came out. You were the first people to visit me when I moved out here. I think I just moved here. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, you came to my my new place. You got a little tour, and yeah, I think you you had your your leg was broken or something it was. Oh yeah, yeah, I had a broken ankle. Yeah, that was fun. I was actually playing basketball with Kevin. Oh, that was a fun time. <laughs> that was, I was, looked like a grapefruit. His ankle uh, got very very swollen. So I used to keep photo albums of each of my classes. Um, so I went looking through my storage unit the other day, and all I could find was our fifth grade one. I don't know where the fourth grade one is, um, but I, I'll post some of those pictures. I'm looking at one right now. Kevin is unwrapping a white elephant game gift. Oh, yeah. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> and James, that. you're giving him, like, the dirtiest look ever. <laughs> he, probably, he probably stole my present. Probably, right? And then um, at the, I guess I had each of you on white index cards write your favorite memories of fifth grade. And I stuck those into the photo album. And mm -hmm. Kevin wrote um, his favorite memory was having me as a teacher. That's very nice. <laughs> and then James wrote, you wrote uh, going to the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, still, uh, I had that picture of it was, I think, me, was... you and Joey. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. And um, um, I think pile too in at the the front of the the steps right uh, yeah i think we like snuck out because i was starving and i think we went and we went like <laughs> and bought um food like on the corner <laughs> yeah, yeah they have those those food trucks right in front of yeah. the music um did we used to play kickball as a class uh i think so yeah i think i think you'll yeah and i don't i think it was probably because it, i only that was only in like my fourth or fifth year of teaching when i had you two um, mm -hmm. did I use, did I take your class out to dinner? Or that um, 
That could have come after. I don't think you yeah, took no. us out to dinner, but I know in fourth grade you took us. Remember when we read Nim's Island? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we went to, okay, you, movies, we went yes. to the movie. That, that was awesome. I yeah, remember yeah. that. Um, do you keep in touch with anyone else from either fourth or fifth grade? Yeah, there's actually a bunch of people we still talk to. Obviously, uh, you know, me and Kevin are still very close. And there's a bunch of us. I actually, I, I took out the fourth grade yearbook and we're looking at it now. Okay. And, and there's even some people in this class who I'm good friends with now who I, I don't even like remember being in the class because it was so long ago. Yeah, right. I, Matt, uh, I remember, I, I did not realize that he was in the fourth grade <laughs> class. I'm completely shocked by that right now. But me and him are very good friends. I was actually, he's in the Air Force right now. I just saw him the other day. Oh, wow. And then kids like Christian, Thomas, my neighbor. Right. I was him probably yeah. 15 minutes ago before I came okay. here. Um, so, yeah, definitely keep in touch with a lot of different people, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, do you remember I, your, when I announced that I was going from fourth to fifth grade? Because I've always wanted to teach fifth grade, but right. uh, a little bit behind the scenes. In fourth grade, when I had you, those first couple of years was like the years of the state testing. and. Right. The principal, Mr. Bosser, wouldn't move us, move me because I, my my class did just really well on state tests. So finally, he was leaving and moving on to bigger and better things. So he let me move up to fifth grade that year, and uh, he, I didn't, I don't want to say he let me pick, but he said choose the kids wisely on who you want to bring because it's not easy to have kids two years in a row. Right. Um, and do you remember I I took you out in the hallway and I said to you I said. Uh, I, I I really want to bring you to fifth grade, but you you're gonna have to really oh, work hard. <laughs> I Jesus, I literally I do remember that now. Now that you say that, <laughs> I remember I was very scared that you weren't gonna take me. And I wanted to go so badly. I spoke to all of your the I think there were seven of you that came, and I I talked to all of your parents ahead of time to make sure it was okay with them. Yeah. Um, but I remember Kevin, your mom was like, "Yes, you could definitely have him again, but you have to make sure that he works really really hard for you." <laughs> That sounds like my mom. <laughs> um, uh, third question, um, a little bit outside of the box. Um, you're older now. You've had lots of teachers. You've had professors at, at college. Um, what do you think uh, makes a good teacher? I would say probably someone that can connect with their students. Um, I know me and you, obviously James as well, have always had like a very good relationship. Right. Uh, you know, being in the classroom, you're able to, have fun with us all the time, but we also always knew when to get serious and it was time to learn. Um, I thought you did a good job teaching us that, you know, the difference between when it's the appropriate times to have fun and learn. Um, And then I guess, yeah, just the connection that you've had with us since then, you know, coming to our graduation, taking us out to the diner that one time. Right, right. Right now, just Mm -hmm. doing this podcast uh, shows a lot. So I think that's definitely something that a good teacher needs to be able to do is connect with their students. Yeah, pretty pretty much stole everything I wanted to say too. But uh, <laughs> we we actually, me and Kevin have had classes uh, in high school together. And I think because of how close we were with you in fourth and fifth grade, we, you know, tried to get close with, with every teacher. Um, but at the same time, you know, we would, we love to, you know, uh, fool around with teachers, make jokes and stuff. But we, we also knew when, you know, when to stop and when right. it wasn't learned. And I think we, we really, you know, we knew that because of, everything that we did with you in fourth and fifth grade because we would have fun. But at the same time, we knew like when we had to stop and really focus. Yeah. Um, something I'm remembering, James, about you. Or no, maybe it was Kevin. I, 
it could have been, actually no, it was Kevin because James, you got a dog in either fourth or fifth grade. Oh, my yes, goodness. yeah, I did. Was it? Do you still? Is it? Is it Hulu or, or was yeah, it? Hula. Yeah, we actually okay. I think got her in sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I had Christian. I don't know. And but James, uh, Kevin, you always wanted a dog. In the worst way. Yeah. Still, did you still ever get? I've still never had a dog in my life. <laughs> so sad. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and the yearbook. Do you remember, like, we made memory books? The... In, like, fifth grade, we made a memory book. I think it was fifth grade. We made a memory book. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was fifth grade. Yeah. Your goal was to keep it. And if you kept it to a certain year, I said I would give you a prize. Yeah, but well, we, we, we have to come bring it to you, though. Yes, you do. What, what would do you remember the year that you had to keep it until? I think it was 2020 when we were all expected to graduate. Okay, all right. Was, so, I always thought, thought it was graduating high school. I thought it was 2016. No, it was definitely. No, that's too easy. Because yeah, we easy. all, I remember that we were all talking about. It. We all thought you were going to buy us a car or something. So I still hope <laughs> that's. Well, I, I actually told my class, my current fifth graders, about it, and I said, you know, a prize when you're in fifth grade, I can give you a piece of candy, and you know that's pretty cool. Right. I said, but like when you're, you know, 20 something, a piece of candy more more cut it. So, yeah. and <laughs> and you did say it was going to be a very big prize. You did. So I remember clearly. Okay. Well, you, you've got to deliver the book. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, we will. All right. So as we wrap this up, um, I always like to end um, my podcast with what I call the rapid five questions. Um, I'm just going to ask you a question. You could each answer it one after another, um, but try not to think too much about it. Just give okay. me the first thing that pops into your mind. All right. Uh, question number one is, did you like fourth grade or fifth grade better? Uh, fifth grade. I would say fifth grade as well. Uh, current favorite singer or musical group? Uh, Kenny Chesney. Um, I guess Van Halen if we're talking about rock. Okay. Um, do you prefer summer or winter? Summer, definitely. Yeah, I'd say summer as well. Uh, if I gave you $1,000 right now, which is not your prize, uh, but if I gave you $1,000 <laughs> right now, uh, what would you buy? uh buying a plane ticket to come to la oh, I, I would definitely put it towards like a vacation or some type of experience like that all right well that's my fifth question is when have, when are you all coming to visit la uh as soon as i get the thousand dollars soon very soon probably maybe after after graduating college nice yeah, hopefully honestly as soon as i can whether it's this spring break i have coming up in april or when I graduate, if I have a job that's delayed a couple months, I'll definitely try to come during that time. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving a little time up on your winter break. I appreciate having the two of you on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Definitely My fun. pleasure. Building relationships doesn't always happen within the school day. Next week, I'll talk about some of the things that I do outside of the classroom to create those memories and build those bonds. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Lights, Cameras, Teach.